So before we recorded this episode, I did not remember when our podcast birthday was. So I just wanted to give a really quick surprise and tell my amazing podcast co-host, Chris, happy podcast birthday. I'm so glad that I'm doing this with you. Love you. Bye. Yeah, Dodash. <laughs> my food cost $10. The final bill was $75.66. Is it the gas that is in your car that is so special that I had to endure seeing this bill? And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Ruby and Dem. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) That's all I say. It was really what I said. That's all I say about the show. I'm not gonna spoil. I just say I'm Ruby and them. Well, I I want to spoil. I mean, I'm not spoiling, but I'm just gonna say it was really good. Mm. And like, um, it's so weird. I it took me a second to figure out what was going on with Ruby. Yeah. Um. I mean, it didn't. I mean, I guess it didn't take me long, but I didn't get right away what it was yeah. because it's the same woman who had the dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the f- "What the fuck?" But I have a theory on that as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that later. I don't know. People might not like. Some people don't like to theorize, and I get it because at one point with um game of thrones it just became overwhelming for me even though i do like to theorize mm-hmm. so i get it but we won't bore everybody with that but yes ruby nim um <laughs> have you listened to the pod yet no i just watched it today so i'm gonna okay. listen to All the right. pod later okay. but last week i was like this pod is every single thing that i need just all of it oh i love it and i listened to another one as well that kind of just talks about the show in the way friends would talk about the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys on there is a, like, he's read a lot of Lovecraft, so he helps piece together things. I'll send that one to y'all, too. Okay. I'll do it now so I won't forget. But, um, yeah, that one was really Also, good. send me the hot gardener, because I've asked it, like, six episodes in a row. Maybe you keep, three, did I still. call him hot? Because he's not hot. He's a cutie. Like, I think he's cute, but... He ain't hot. Well, the fact that he gardens makes him hot. Okay, I will send him to you as well. (laughs) So, while I'm shuffling for these things, Doyen, what are you drinking and what has been going on with you? Uh, Things that have been going on with me, nothing of importance. It's going to be like that for a while, y'all. I just don't be doing shit. Except for drinking pumpkin spice lattes. I had one today. Um, I tried to order stop. some pumpkin <laughs> spice um syrup, and I got very overwhelmed, and I backed out, and I said, I'll just wait and get Doyen's assistance on this, because yeah, yeah. it was a lot. That's how I am <laughs> in home goods when it comes to, like, syrups, because most of the syrups are, like, skinny syrups, and I'm like, no, girl, I'm not about to have no, that I definitely syrup. know I don't want the skinnies. Right. <laughs> But uh, that kind of gives us a good segue into what I'm drinking. So this is, um, I call it a salted caramel old-fashioned. I use about like five point half an ounce 
of the syrup and then like two ounces of the whiskey and it's still a little bit too sweet i added a little bit of salt but i'm still trying to figure out like the the way to balance the flavor um and then for act two of our podcast i bought this cute little pumpkin cup and so it's the cutest <laughs> I, it is the uh, cutest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have sake in it because I was like, I just thought Ooh, that girl. like my old fashioned was too <laughs> fancy for like not to be in like a good cup. But then I needed to put something else and sake was in the refrigerator and it was ready to go. Unlike my rosé right now. So. Oh, wow. You just doing it up. <laughs> the Fall um... has failed, y'all. What? Oh, fuck. I was like, what? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, what was I about to say about the sake? Oh, yeah. I I can't just sip sake. Like, I'm a punk, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's technically a wine. I know. It's rice wine. It is still very strong. I can't just sip sake. I can make sake bombs all day long. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. Okay, so what are you doing? Do <laughs> So, um, oh, I was about to say that podcast that I just said. So that particular podcast covers a lot of different shows. So you just have to kind of scroll through the episodes to find, you know, which shows you want. So speaking of podcasts that we listen to, my phone was like, hey, we have a new episode of Muggles and Melanin. It was Baltimore and White Supremacy. And I just shivered a little bit. I was like, oh, yes. I haven't listened yet, but my body's ready. <laughs> so, you know, I really, I'm going to keep listening because, okay, I just sent you Garden Marcus. He's the cutest little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sent that one on Instagram. Okay. Uh-huh. So, the, I love the podcast. I'm going to keep supporting because um, Black Girl talking about Harry Potter, that's <laughs> right up our alley. But I do have a gripe. And it's probably because it's probably because she read all of this so long ago and it's fresher for me, but there's a lot of things that she gets wrong. Not her, not her, um, thoughts mm-hmm. or her opinions. Not that. I mean, I may have disagreed with it, but that didn't make it wrong. I mean, like facts like from facts. the book and that's annoying for me because I... I'm just kind of like, uh, if you're going to have a platform. You need to be prepared. And I get that those of you who read these books, you know, years and years ago, I get it. And I get that I'm probably really annoying when I talk about it because it's so much fresher for me. But yeah, that makes it difficult for me. But I'm still yeah. going to listen to support because Black Girl talking Harry Potter. So my best friend, I decided to create a tradition for us. So we're going to read a book of Harry Potter every October. But she's only read the first five books, so we're starting with book six, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, I read it all so long ago that I don't remember most of what happened anyway, so it'll be fine. (laughs) I'm trying to think, could I handle starting with book six? You couldn't. (laughs) I know you. Even though it's like fresh for me, I still couldn't. I can't jump yeah. in things like that. I got to start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. As far as what's making me happy, 
Let me know if I did this last week, but I'm reading um a book by Kevin Kwan. Did I do this yeah. last week? Okay. Yeah, you did. Damn it. Something else. <laughs> I mean, it could still be making you happy. I mean, just like wanting to actually read a book. Like, I mean, I'm in a book club. I've been listening to casts and things like that. But like having that excitement about a book is not even as many books as I've read is not that common. And so just yeah. having excitement to read a book is great. Let me tell you about my cast experience. So I ordered the book off of um, eBay. Mm-hmm. It was like six bucks, which is kind of cheap for that book because it's kind of pricey everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a used book uh, from a used bookstore. I ordered two because I was like, oh, this is great. I can give one to my dad. So I got this email from eBay that says, that they had to shut down that that seller Mm -hmm. because there were some concerns about the shop. And then it goes on to tell me, since I've already paid, you know, I don't have to do anything else. I should be receiving my order. But if I don't, all these steps I have to take to file a claim. And I'm just like, why don't y'all just give me my fucking money back? Right. And I get that eBay, like, doesn't sell the items themselves. So I get it. But still, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. So I have not received cast yet. I'm giving. I just got this email um, Friday, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it another week, and then if I don't get it, I'll just get the book from somewhere else. Because I really wanted to start it, and I've already started reading another book to help, you know, lighten things up. I mm-hmm. mentioned, um, I forgot <laughs> what we were talking about. Uh, and we may have been talking about Lovecraft Country, and I mentioned something from a Discovery of Witches, which was a show that was a BBC show, but it's also a book series. So I started book one, even though I've already started the show, which typically I don't do that. If there's a mm-hmm. show and I know that there's a book, I make up my mind right then. Either I'm going to wait and read the books first, or I'm never going to read the books, so I'll go ahead and start the show. But mm-hmm. Even still, I'm really enjoying the book. So, there's that. Anywho. I have book of the month because, I don't know, I like subscription and keeping I shit in my house. I book of the month. I was this and close. So, this month, cast was my book. Well, there was, like, one of the options they had cast. Keep in mind, I'm listening to it, not reading it. But, I decided to put, like, at least, I fixed one shelf of my bookshelf. So, it looks like I'm an academic and I'm woke. So <laughs> it has like Cass, it has Children of Blood and Bone, just because Nigerian, uh, Surviving Biafra, which is about Nigerian war. Have I read it? No, but it's good for the aesthetics. The Hamilton <laughs> biography, <laughs> which I super have not read. Like I read like this much of it. And then Never Caught, which is the story of George Washington's slave. They like ran away and he couldn't catch up. Also, I have not read, but it looks good on my bookshelf. <laughs> Okay, I have several books that I own but haven't read, but I have every intention of reading them. Like, I, mostly everything I buy, I intend on reading. Now, do mm-hmm. I always make it to them? There are some books that have been boxed up for some years now, but one day, that's what I tell myself, <laughs> one day I'm going to do it. I um, just, sometimes, sometimes NPR talks me into getting a book. Oh, yes. And, and then, oh, yes. Like, because I heard, like, an interview with the writer all the that's time. Why that happens I have to me book. all the time. That happens to me all the time. I'll hear an interview with an author or I'll listen to a pod or something 
Yeah, that happens to me all the time. Um, I was gonna ask, oh yeah, Book of the Month, I saw it because when I was looking for cast, like I said, it's pretty pricey. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not pricey, but it's hard to find a copy under like 25 bucks. Yeah, so, my Book of the Month was like $16. So. so when I when I Googled looking for it, that popped up and I almost joined Book of the Month. But my question I had for you is, do you get to select your book mm-hmm. for Book of the Month? And, and I have then, an offer code for you whenever you're And ready. is it a additional charge? Like, are you paying a subscription fee and buying the book? No. Or? Your subscription fee is for the book. You don't even pay shipping on top of that. So it's just like... Audible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get I like might... one credit and you can do add-ons. Right. right. I might. I'll let you know. I'll think about it. I'll sleep on it. <laughs> I've been <laughs> telling myself no more subscriptions and then here you go, Dwayne. So anyway, you know me. I love my subscriptions. <laughs> Tonight I am drinking, um, we're just going to go ahead and call it a pineapple rum punch in my pineapple glass. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um... So, yeah, I I had to make a drink out of what I had at home, and I had, what is? Sorry, I sent you the picture of my bookshelf. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> okay, no, let me close this, because I don't need to hear. Okay, close that. All right. So, I, um, I used white rum because that's all I had. Now, let me say, when you're making a rum punch, it really does make a difference. Try to use spice rum, um, but white rum was all I had, so I made it with that. Um, also, <laughs> I try, uh, it does make a difference, too, using a little ginger ale, but I was out of ginger ale. <laughs> so I just popped open a fresh bottle of club soda. Giving it that fizz. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I changed so many things about this, but it's still rum. It's still pineapple juice. It's still lime juice. It's still a, a bubbly part. So, I'm going to call this pineapple rum punch, even though I changed a lot about it. Um, what is making me happy? What's bringing me joy? Let me tell y'all. It's not even joy. Let me say this has brought me some soothing peace. Because my anxiety has been on eleven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Are y'all ready? You ready? ready? Car detailing videos. You can go on YouTube and watch them detail a car from beginning to end, and them be the nastiest cars. You know, this is a mom with like five or six kids. It be Cheetos all in the floor. It just be the nastiest cars. And when they get done, oh my god, they be so clean. And you just watch them detail from beginning to end. And there are shorter videos because I do understand that like certain things like Vine came along and just really attacked my attention span. So there are shorter videos on TikTok, but I like to go to YouTube and watch the long ones where I can watch from beginning to end. And when they take like the, um, they'll take like the floor mats out. Uh, if they have time, depending on, you know, when the customer's coming back, they may even take the seats out, depending on the type of vehicle, but they pressure wash it. And then they use one of those, um, you know, it looks like a drill with a scrubby on the end of it. They use one of those and they soap them down and they pressure wash them. And it's something about watching that pressure wash, washing, watching it just sweep 
oh my god it is so fucking calming like the vacuuming and all that i like that too but that pressure wash part just and i literally caught myself laying in bed watching going mm, mm. like i don't even know why i was doing that i just caught myself doing it so oh it is just really it's it's good it's good i advise everybody to check it out um <laughs> that's all i have sounds good um so we're gonna move along to our current events um so first we have to we have to talk about the verses Mm. so yesterday um i wish i had because i got rid of all my wigs when my hair got too long but i wish i would have kept like a curly fro to wear a skew for the verses because i just i was Leaning into my ultimate auntie, I made red beans and rice. I made um, orange peel pound cake. <laughs> like I was leaning all the way into my auntie for this versus between Patty and Gladys. And the thing about it is, of course, like the Apple playlist, I think is far more extensive than the actual versus ends up being. But I just realized how much, or I remembered how much I loved If I Were Your Woman. And I'm like, mm-hmm. now I got to go find a record with Gladys <laughs> so that I can have this in my house. Like, I need it on my record like, player. It feels <laughs> like a cliche, but really everybody won. Like, I know we've said that about several verses, but really mm-hmm. everybody won. We won. Like, we won with this one. And... Um, it was just so good to see, like, so starting off, I didn't, I was leaning more toward Gladys, but that's only because I know how big and full her, um, I don't want to say discography, her catalog is, but I, I didn't have a pick. Like I knew Patty was going to bring it. I knew Gladys was going to bring it mm-hmm. and they did. And they, they, is- they sang a lot, which I... That was what I wanted from Branding and Monica was to sing mm-hmm. more. They sang yeah. some, but like I really enjoyed the singing. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the fact that Auntie Gladys, I, I was telling I was telling somebody this, like, first of all, she knows her place and she stays there, okay? So she gonna tell you several times, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm a contra alto, uh uh-uh. uh. She know her place and she stays there. And mm-hmm. then when she needed to get up so she could hit them notes, that's exactly what she did. But mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing her sit. Like, I just need to go to a sitting Gladys concert. Like, I enjoy seeing her sit. <laughs> All of us sit. <laughs> at that level yeah. that she was singing at. Like, that is difficult. Right. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, I started uh, kitten heel shaming my sister because she's turning 40 this year. And so, I just randomly, I was like... Please don't engage with Kitten Heels in this upcoming decade. And she's like, I can't make no promises. So I saw the picture, or like I saw like Gladys and Patty had on real heels. I was like, look, they had her on real heels. And she's like, look, Patty just kicked her shoes off. <laughs> I'm like, Patty, Patty always kicks her shoes off. And I was waiting for it. I was, I was so happy we got the shoe kick. We got the flying. Like, I was happy. I was here for all of it. Like, and it I, was just... It was kind of like uh, Erica and Jill, where it was just yes. it's so healing. It didn't seem like a competition. Monica and Brandy was kind of iffy because they have their own personality issues. But I just felt like they there was so much love in that situation yes. with the two of yes. them. Yes, 
Like you could tell that they truly have been friends throughout their careers mm-hmm. and that they, um, I teared up when Dion came on. Uh, I teared up before that. It was something else that happened that made me tear up. Oh, Patty's version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I didn't think she was going to do it. She did. Mm-hmm. She also did her Sesame Street ABCs. I didn't think she was going to do it, but she did. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot how much I loved uh, Neither One of Us from Gladys. I forgot how much I loved that. Mm-hmm. It was just so much good times. I didn't quite fool Auntie out. So mm-hmm. I fried fish. Good. And um, <laughs> I... After watching, you know, their little commercials they did, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to make a banana pudding. Now, I knew I was lying when I said it, but still, I said it. (laughs) So, I'm in the grocery store Sunday morning, buying groceries, and I was like, let me just go and buy this Sara Lee cheesecake. (laughs) I was like, I was like, should I buy a patty pie? I was like, no, let me actually do like, I, I baked from my black girl's baking cookbook, like the orange peel pound cake. It was pretty good. I, I think I, even... I think I want to be the pound cake making auntie. I think that's the thing. Listen, that that's a special, that's a special auntie. I have a pound cake making auntie and that's, yeah. yeah. But I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, showed... I didn't look for patty pies. I didn't even yeah. think about that. I showed up with my cup in my friend's house and I was like, hey y'all. This is y'all drunk single auntie that always travels and gallivants with men, and I'm here. <laughs> for the I party. mean, I had a good time. For yeah. dinner, I had fried fish, and then I steamed some veggies. Mm-hmm. But then I only fried, like, a couple pieces. But then I fried another piece, like, for the show, once mm-hmm. the show got started. And I just took it straight out the grease, put it on some white bread, put some hot sauce <laughs> on it. <laughs> and had a beer and had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I um, she made the greens. Uh, she bought the fried chicken from the store. Um, I left most of my red beans and rice at their house because I was like, I don't need these carbs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was really fun. It was a good time. Yeah, you know? it was a good time. Yeah. So next up, uh, Lizzie and Anna Man dropped dead moments after he called a woman a voodoo nigga bitch. And I just want to say, we love to see it. <laughs> she we called, totally He did. called her a voodoo nigga bitch. She dropped a doll on concrete and he proceeded to fall. <laughs> so let me tell you, when I read this article, I just want to start out by saying I a thousand percent believe this. Yeah. I. <laughs> uh, but I did try to research the uh the source yeah and it was i couldn't find it to read to like i couldn't see anything on it but i do believe this and i just say that's what he gets and yeah who talks shit to the voodoo lady like whoever who even does even if you don't believe you know even if you don't believe you're not going to do that because somewhere in your mind you know just in case i'm gonna not do this yeah, I usually could if it is a reputable or an honest kind of parody site, you can scroll to the bottom, and that's what I did to see like if it was a sketchy site. Didn't seem that sketchy. May or may not be true, but um, I'm just saying, don't call women voodoo nigger bitch, and you won't die. I also <laughs> loved how the um the article was like. <laughs> 
no one who all the people like who witnessed it who knew the lady none of them would speak to reporters or to cops yeah i love that <laughs> it was like uh-uh uh-uh leave me out this shit <laughs> i loved that <laughs> they're like there's a moment of silence and everyone froze after what felt like 10 minutes she asked him to say that one more time because <laughs> they knew it got quiet because they knew what was going to happen right yeah. And, like, the guy, I guess one of the guys who spoke to the reporters, um, I guess he didn't really know the lady because he was like, I wasn't going to let this white man talk to this black woman like that. And he was like, but nah, she said that to me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, our sweet, sweet sweetie is trying to help us protect so our weave while in the water. So she went to Instagram Live with a shower cap and heart-shaped goggles <laughs> driving a jet ski. <laughs> and she was like, I'm protecting my weave. You know you had to protect our weave, ladies. We had to protect the weave. I don't care what we going on. We got going on. I paid too much for this shit. And I was like, this is how you protect your investment. <laughs> I mean, and how many of us, I mean, we've seen this before. And when I first saw the picture, I thought before, like, clicking on the video mm-hmm. i thought she was like at a pool mm-hmm. so i was like now sweetie you know the shower cap ain't gonna hold up in the pool but un- uh, upon closer inspection she had a shower cap on and then she had the edges of the shower cap secured with like a scarf and looked like she had that scarf like tied up several times so it's like she was pretty secure, and she was on a jet ski, so it wasn't like in a pool. Because I see little black girls in pools with shower caps all the time, and I'm like, girl, get a swim cap. Like, there's I say, really water gonna leak all in through that. Say what now? I say, water's gonna leak all in through a shower cap. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, have, I have, I've gotten some really good swim caps, because I used to swim a lot, and... Yes, there are some good ones out there. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, sweetie had it. She had it. She had it hooked up. I like, I think that she was well protected. Her goggles were the cutest. I just love sweetie. <laughs> Small plug. My mom is making bonnets that you can tie down on your head, and when she does, I'm gonna tell you all about it. Cause okay. we like to have money in my family. Anyways, <laughs> um. Okay, so Chris Evans accidentally shares his penis pic and drove Twitter wild. Um, I will say the people that are going wild over it were not black, but it was still nice. Well, yeah, I saw it. I found it. (laughs) It wasn't bad, but I was just like, y'all are being dramatic. (laughs) Um, I think they were impressed because I saw it. And I was impressed. I was like, okay, because I wasn't expecting yeah, that. All of him. that. Yeah. So I mean, I I liked it. It it looked like a good time. Listen, don't be showing me no goddamn penis pic of a penis looking like a, a fat baby's leg hanging down to your knee. You're not coming near me with that, okay? I need my walls. I like for my cervix to stay in place. You're not gonna come at me with all of that, okay? So I liked it, but it wasn't yeah. like you said. I mean, I wasn't shouting about it but i was like okay good for you chris right i I didn't i never experimented but um what was really cute was how so a lot of i'm gonna say marvel fans um were like guys you know he's really sensitive you know he has anxiety don't share the picture blah 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 blah. i want to say shut up shit (laughs) but anywho 
a lot of K-pop fans, like, really did the work for him. Like, right. they, yeah. they kept, like, redoing the pictures. Like, it it was cute. K-pop fans, they, listen, if they like you, they will come through for you. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't like you, they will come at your neck. Right. Orange man. Oddly enough, so I was searching it on Twitter because, you know, it was on a blogs or whatever. And so I was like, search these words. I guess maybe they're Chinese or Korean words. And that's how oh. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all know I'm trash. But <laughs> I just need to know. I was curious. Um, and it was black and white, which was so dramatic to me. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, he over here, and they didn't go dick pic. <laughs> well, it looks like it was done in the dark, and so I was like, eh. I mean, I don't know. I maybe maybe it's just me, and not to say, cause see, watch me say this, and I'll accidentally upload something. But like mm-hmm. when I upload things, I preview it so many times before I upload it. <laughs> so I don't know how these mistakes are made, but whatevs. Yes, <laughs> the. The thing we needed in this pandemic. Anyways, so, Khalees announced the birth of her first daughter after intense labor, and I'm really happy for her. She was her third child, and she's like, hey, I've been MIA, but it's because I had a baby. I'm like, why did you think we noticed you were MIA? (laughs) Some of us going in. Some of us follow Khalees, so I noticed, and she has a very... She's a very lucrative, um, I don't want to say food, culinary business. Yeah, she has a farm, right? Yeah, but she does uh, these cooking shows. She's doing a book. She does, um, she used to sell a lot of things from her farm. She has a very lucrative culinary business. She has a line of spices. Um, She does a lot of things. The farm is just really one of the latest just when she moved out there. I didn't know that. Kalise is also still a very much so touring artist. Uh, she <laughs> makes a lot of money on the road, and I love her. So I noticed that she was missing from the timeline because I follow her on Instagram and Twitter. But she's the cutest thing. She was so cute, pregnant, and I'm so happy for her because she wanted a little girl. Yeah. Um. It's funny because, like, my coworker was telling me how, like, she's one of three, and she, they thought that she was going to be the boy, and so she's mm-hmm. kind of named after her dad in, like, a girly way. <laughs> and so I, like, I'm happy for families. They're like, they're like, let's try one more time, and then they get what they want, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm happy for Khalees. I don't pay attention to Khalees, but I am excited, and I will go look at her seasonings. Because I like seasoning. I uh, yeah. I went to Trader Joe's this weekend. And first of all, partially, I was just in the area. I was close to one. So I was like, let me go. I bought three pumpkin things. <laughs> I bought pumpkin body butter, uh, pumpkin actual food butter, and pumpkin candle. And then I bought the everything but the bagel seasoning, which is mm-hmm. really good with salmon. And then some other random shit. So, like, <laughs> I'm all about a seasoning. I love seasoning. So Listen, Trick Daddy has a really good line of seasonings as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said you like seasonings. <laughs> financially supporting fuck niggas right now. Listen, Trick Daddy can cook, okay? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said what I said. <laughs> Next up, uh, dark skin on Viv is not gonna be left out of the fresh prince reunion. Hey, let me see. A round of applause. Excited, really happy about like that. I said, like this, because I rewatched it, and like just the dynamics, like dark skin on Viv really seemed like an auntie to Will, and she was fucking the shit out of Uncle Phil, and then they added light skin on Viv, and she was dodging the dick, and she was just so much more punitive towards Will, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't care for this on Viv, um, so I was just happy that they're actually are including her for this one i think yeah. i saw a picture and it's just it makes me sad because they're not gonna have uncle phil but yeah i'm still happy that there's gonna be a little bit of reunion and we're gonna have the not on viv that we want <laughs> yeah fresh prince for me doesn't have the same rewatch quality as a lot of the other shows i grew up watching um, but that doesn't mean that I don't love it. That doesn't mean that I love it any less. I still love the show. I just, I don't enjoy rewatching it like I watch some of the others. But now that you say that, I may go back and see if I can pick up on some things. But I'm just so excited that they're including Dark Skin on VF2 because we love her. And yeah. I think also that they knew that as a culture, we would be very upset if they had a reunion without Dark Skin right. on VF. Right. I think that last picture where she got mad, I think they knew that. Like they had yeah. to do that. Um, I'm waiting for a certain pet, um, rapist to die so I can go watch <laughs> the Cosby show in peace. <laughs> I was like, Wait, who was raping girl? Uh-oh. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I just want to watch the Cosby show and enjoy it. And I don't yeah. think I can do that while he's alive. So. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't even seen it on TV since his conviction. Like... I haven't for a while. This is they true. were still for because it was like you know it was syndicated, and you used to could watch it on TV Land. Um, because I love I love the like early Cosby shows, like the later seasons. Uh, they're all right, but I love the early Cosby shows, and like yeah, I used to watch them all the time, and they yeah. don't even come on anymore. I was watching. You can it still on. watch. Um, you can still watch a different world on Amazon though on Prime. And I do yeah. watch it from when I when I need to pick me up. Sometimes I'll just binge a different world. I don't know. Side note: I don't know why people shit on season one of a different world because I liked season one. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big a different world person, but we all know that I'm like broken in several ways. <laughs> oh God! But, yeah, I I told somebody I didn't really care for Frank ocean yesterday and it was a whole meltdown <laughs> an entire well, meltdown I was like <laughs> I mean I think Frank is very niche so yeah. yeah I can I can easily see somebody not really caring for him I think I wish I could but I just I've never felt a, <laughs> Let me a tell strong you, attraction to it this latest episode of Lovecraft when they played Bad Religion which oh, yeah. is I heard that song yesterday because they were trying to change my mind about it <laughs> I, I, listen, that is my favorite Frank Ocean song. And I mean, as soon as that organ started playing, I teared up. I knew what it was. And I could, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're playing Bad Religion. Like, yes. I yeah. love, love, love that song. And I, I didn't, last episode, I hated his dad. In this episode, I started to see who he was. 
is kind of probably why he's so angry. And I was just happy to see like him like smiling for once. It was so like because we all were angry with Montrose for the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that, but I never, it was, for me, I guess it was a little bit easier to see some of the trauma that had been done to Montrose. That's not an mm-hmm. excuse for his behavior because when you become a parent, you know, you're supposed to tighten up on shit. You're supposed to get the help you need to be the best parent you can be. Does it happen that way? Very, Mm-mm. very, very much so does not. Very but rarely. still. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's not an excuse. It's just what it is. And so it enabled me to have a little more empathy for him. And in this past episode, I'm going to be truthful. When they were in the dressing room, um, I was really, I was clenched. Because I was expecting him to get violent any moment, especially when, like, um, his friend was, like, I just, you just don't know what to expect. And we've seen Montrose. We know he acts out in violence when Mm -hmm. he's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I was really, like, "Eh," the whole time they were in the dressing room. But then when they were at the ball, and once you saw him just let go and be free... That was like, my favorite part. It was just so... And then it made me think back to like... Oh, anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll discuss that and, later. <laughs> and that's kind of like just a sign of craftfulness and skill. Because it's like, it's easy for me to hate somebody. But for you to like turn one episode I hate somebody and that episode halfway through the episode, you maybe change the way I feel about that person yeah. is amazing. Yeah. craftiness yeah. um i will not stop giving the writers their flowers when it comes yes. to that show they've done an amazing job yeah so lastly <laughs> florida man so florida man oh, was God. arrested for impersonating law enforcement after pulling over off-duty <laughs> officer <laughs> so he, um, I just want to say that his mugshot, he just looked guilty as fuck. Like, he just yeah. looked like he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> he was like, a guy had a white Ford Explorer equipped with a push bumper and emergency lighting pretending to be an unmarked police vehicle. And yeah, he did look sketchy as fuck. Criminal task force. That's, I've never heard of that. But um, it said that the vehicle... Been, pulled behind the off-duty officer using strobe lights and a PA system to tell him to slow down. He went on to pull the off-duty officer, rolled down his window, and once again said he needs to slow down. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> Clearly, y'all are catching up on people speeding in his area. Okay. Okay. He's just trying to help y'all out. Right. But then the officer, this is bitch-ass, um, went on to contact law enforcement and followed the car flashing his lights and then yeah so he went to jail <laughs> I do want to say that this was a good reminder to not pull over in like deserted areas mm-hmm. I am not as good about that in the daytime but at night you will not stop me on the highway I had a cop try to pull me over this was years ago mm-hmm. and I waited. I kept going until I got to a gas station. It was a well-lit gas station. And he was like, I mean, he wasn't mad. 
um, he was like, I thought you were taking me on a little low speed chase there. And I and you know, I was, I was pissed because anytime I get pulled over, I'm pissed. So I mm-hmm. wasn't in the joking mood, but I was just like, well, we were on the highway. It was dark. I didn't know if you were real or not. And he was like, you know what? You did the right thing. Blah, 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 blah. And he ended up not giving me a ticket or whatever. But yeah, don't, especially at night, you're on a highway, you're somewhere, be sure you go until you get to a well-lit area. I think the thing you're supposed to do is like call 911 and let them know what you're doing mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, if the police officer calls like backup or something, they won't like, you know, whatever. And even, t- and today that's even more, I mean, not today because none of this is new, but as black people, it's even more important that we do not let cops pull us over in like deserted areas, go yeah. somewhere that's well lit. And there are other people. Yeah. And the thing about it was like, he was from a private security company. I think he really did care because he thought the, the officer was I, I swearing. Think he did t- I did he I think he did too. Like I think he was sincere. Yeah. I mean he was still wrong, you can't do that, but I think yeah. he was sincere. Yeah, he he did think that, you know, if somebody was swerving and he was just trying to get them to slow down. But And the police the rules, was drunk. The rules for white people do not exactly. apply to us. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, fucking George Zimmerman could kill a whole child pretending to be like neighborhood security but exactly we can't do that same anyways so we're gonna take a second to listen to our sponsors so we'll be right back all right and we are back and it is time for us to move right on along we're just gonna take a little ditty bop to our someone something ditty bop I haven't um, said that in a while. <laughs> oh wait, wait. There we go. There we go. Uh, so our uh, I call her baby queen because you know Sarita is still forever queen. But Naomi, yeah. Naomi Osaka bounced back mm. big and won her second U.S. Open. I mm. I can't watch tennis. I don't even know what ha- is happening during tennis. It's funny if we weren't having a whole pandemic, I would actually signed up for tennis lessons this year. But. <laughs> So she bounced back. Um, she was like one six, six three, and a six three in the final round, and so she came back hard <laughs> and won um, the U.S. Open. And I was just like, "Yeah, it's clean." And also because she's been making such a strong movement yeah. to the deaths of black bodies, so like all of her masks yeah. pay homage to. The family of key black deaths. So, like, I think her first one was Breonna Taylor. Um, she did one for Amah. She did one for Tamir. It's just a lot of people. And so I'm just like, Philando Castile. And so, not only was she being an advocate for us, she also won the damn thing. Like, she did the damn thing. <laughs> yes. Like, I love her so much. Um, I love I love her. I love her boyfriend, Corday. I love them as a couple. She is just amazing. And I really love the way that Serena has like embraced her and is like, you know, trying to help her, you know, show her how to deal with it. Like I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we love to see, you know, 
Serena may be getting to the point where she wants to retire or she wants to move on because retire sounds like you're going to sit down. Looks like she may want to move on to bigger and better things. And I just love the fact that we have another young black queen coming up mm-hmm. behind her and to see Serena hand the reins over to her. is just beautiful. But yes, I love her. Yeah. I follow her on Instagram. She's the cutest and she loves her man and he loves her. Um, and they rip so hard for each like? other. <laughs> Anyways, whole nother story. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, I was super just proud of her. She she continues to make us proud at every turn. And yeah. Get it, girl. Get it. Love her. Get it. Okay, so we're going to move on to our poor life decision. So... There's a lot of times a lot of people talk about holding space and especially in the kind of like, sorry, drop my phone, uh, kind of like the spiritual sense. Um, and we talk about holding space for each other, especially as black women. I'm um, so excited about this topic. <laughs> yes. But however, we don't really talk about what holding space is. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about what it means and what does it mean to hold space for someone or for yourself or for yourself is very important because sometimes you do have to hold space for yourself so an important part of the therapeutic environment is that a safer space to express whatever you need if you've ever participated in therapy you may have felt a sense of comfort that comes from hearing and possibly knowing you can say whatever you need to while your therapist listens and engages having space where you can lean into vulnerability while having agency in that process can be a powerful thing Holding space means physically, mentally, and being physically, mentally, and emotionally present for someone. It means putting your focus on someone to support them as they feel their feelings. And, oh, that just gives me shivers and timbers. Like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the thing about it is, like, in life, we, we do a lot of things just to kind of maintain a status quo. And so, like, having that space to be vulnerable is just mind-blowing and i hope that you all have somebody that you can hold space with as well as you hold space for other people so when you hold space for someone you create a forum where they can feel safe or think of a time when you were vulnerable what did you need at the moment did you need someone to give you advice and solve your problem did you need someone to tell you what to do or judge you you probably just needed someone to be there for you and I will caveat this with, like, sometimes I've learned to tell people, like, hey, I have this problem. I just want you to be there for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't give me any solutions. Because especially as women, yeah. we are problem solvers. And so it's like, don't give me any solutions. I just want you to be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Here's a hug. <laughs> yeah. I never want advice unless I ask you, what should I do? Or what do yeah. you think? That's the only time I want advice. Yeah, so sometimes the best thing we can do for someone is to simply be with them. Sitting with someone and loving support can help them feel seen, understood, and cared for. Advice and problem solving can come later. Holding space can also help someone feel less alone. When you know that you can turn to the person for unconditional support, it can be very profound. The second part is can you hold space for yourself? Can you be present with yourself emotionally, physically, and mentally? If you can, then yes. <laughs> uh, the other ones 
we gotta work through. It may be hard to put your focus so completely on yourself. It can be excruciating to sit with your own feelings, sensations, and thoughts and let go of judgment. And it kind of reminds me of our friend of the past, Sarovi, and she told me about how she did Chaturanga, which is really just laying on a yoga mat for hours. And she cried and she sobbed and she worked through the thing. And I'm like, that's cute. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't like probably sitting. get up and leave. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Do I don't it. like sitting in my own emotions to that point. But like, I yeah. thought that was so freeing um, to hear her say that. Like she she worked through it and she did sweep shit under the rug like I enjoy to do. Yeah. One great way to practice holding space for yourself is to start mindfulness practice. We talk about mindfulness all of the time on this podcast. You can learn to tune into the rhythm of your thoughts and practice letting go of any judgment a little at a time. And so for me, I downloaded this app called Notion. It's kind of like Evernote on drugs. But there's a little post that I wrote, which is lies that I've learned. Hold on. What's the name of the app again? Notion. Notion. Okay. Yeah. So it's lies that I've learned. And so like as I go through life, I'm like, oh, this is the thing that... I thought was a thing that doesn't need to be a thing. And so sometimes I still go back and look at it. I'm like, okay, girl, yes, this is a lie that you learn. Mm-hmm. This is how, you know, and in that moment, I try to hold space for myself and process it and remind myself this is not it. And I don't have to continue to subscribe to this lie. So, um, holding space isn't something that's taught to us. We were taught survival, especially as black women and resilience at all costs and most of the time the cost is us and so yep the vulnerability is so hard to have but we need it we need it to be better women than the women that we came from which not to say that they they had you know they were bad women but at the same time like i fully believe that i need to go through therapy before i become a mother because i don't want to pass on the things that I was given that was unhealthy to me. (laughs) As we, and that's, uh, you made such a good point because we're not saying, you know, our mothers and our grandmothers or whatever are trash, but where they, a lot of times for them, they're coming from a place of survival. Mm -hmm. And as we move on, as we progress, I don't want my children to just survive. I want them to thrive. And so we have to learn how not to pass on. It's kind of like what we talked about. <laughs> Hate to keep going back to Lovecraft, but it's kind of what we talked about last week when we mentioned about Montrose and how he treats Tick. And a lot of that just comes from a history in Black families about teaching survival. But we want to evolve past that. We still need survival tips for sure. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to be stuck in a place of constantly just trying to survive because that's no way to live and you will literally feel like you are literally just surviving like yeah i'm just eating and sleeping and breathing you know and you don't want that you want to live a full life and i think that has like physical consequences yes consequences i think that's the reason why we have such high rates of dementia it's because like after a while our brains are tired yes 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 So we're going to talk about ways to hold space just for yourself and for other people. So we have five tips. One, refocus your listening. A lot of the time when we talk to someone, our main focus is what we're going to say next. Me, I'm that person. 
<laughs> doing this while you're trying to hold space for someone may not be very effective to avoid this listen carefully with this intent of understanding what they're saying or not saying because sometimes it is yeah you know you can yeah. see body language and things like that and know yeah. they're like i'm okay does not mean i'm okay uh, instead of worrying on your response so practicing active listening which we talked about on the pod repeat back what they've said so they both can you both can ensure you're understood um yeah active listening is so important and it's so funny i was like <laughs> i was having a friendly argument with a friend i mean it really was a friendly argument and mm-hmm. i told her i said i can tell that you are not listening to me i can mm-hmm. tell that you are formulating what you're going to say next and like that is so rude and annoying Mm -hmm. and also like with active listening and being present like because that's a huge part of it um you know we joke around on here about me a lot but it's really true i literally can be sitting in the midst of a hellfire and not tell anybody about it and last week i had a co-worker who i trust um to ask me you know how was i doing and i just decided that i'm going to tell her how I'm really feeling, everything I've really been experiencing lately. And she proceeded to get on her phone, which Mm. is something that I should be used to by now from her because I've tried in the past to open up to her. And it's so annoying considering her background. It's like, you should know better. But I just stopped talking. Like, I literally just stopped talking. And I don't even know if she even noticed, but I just stopped talking because... I never open up. And when I choose to open up, I expect you to listen. Like, which is not, which is not even a hundred percent fair because like, mm-hmm. that's not even that person's issue. That's mine. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, I think I pride myself on my listening skills. And I think a huge important part of holding space and making someone feel safe is letting them know that you have me for this moment. Like if I, if I'm doing something and I can't give you me, I will say, can you give me five or 10 minutes? I've got to finish this. And then I will be able to give you all of me. So I think that that's important. I am not 100%, but what I'm hearing you say is that when you want to speak to me, you want all of me in the moment. (laughs) See how we're demonstrating for you? This show doesn't just give you theory. We give you concrete examples, okay? We own Truth be told, I was formulating what my synopsis was. <laughs> gonna you be. weren't supposed to say it out loud. <laughs> I just say, I try it. I'm not 100% on it. But I also get it because I also have an issue where, like, I don't open up to anybody. And so, like, when I do open up to people, if they don't give me what I really needed and that validation it makes me shut down even more and then yeah. I'm like what's the point of opening up to people so yeah. I get it yeah. um, you can always call me I ain't doing shit you can be emotional <laughs> <laughs> next up don't jump into problem solving mode and this is another thing that I, I'm guilty of but I'm also irritated when people do it to me uh, when you hear someone share something <laughs> difficult our first instinct might be try to reframe the situation or find a way to solve their problem Neither of this is the point of holding space. The point is to be there for that person without judgment. 
if you yeah. feel tempted to minimize, reframe, or solve the issue, remember that the urge doesn't serve your purpose and transition back to active listening. Yeah. Next up, don't center yourself. I'm probably guilty of this too. I'm guilty of a lot of things. Um, <laughs> we know it's often easier to understand something when we can relate it back to ourselves. Try to resist this urge to insert yourself in the situation. There is a time and a place to talk about your experiences, but holding space isn't it. Keep your own issues and experiences separate from this interaction so you can focus on being there for the other person. And so, like, I feel like <laughs> me centering myself adding this in, I feel like it might help if you're like, hey, I need you to hold space. Like, <laughs> I have an issue. I need to talk to you. We need to hold space. And so that you start to think in your brain, like, what you would naturally do, don't do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, I know a lot of people wouldn't be that specific in it. Right. But even if they're like, I have a problem, I want to talk to you, then your brain starts to think, okay, I'm holding space. And, and I mean first of all I want to say that my experience with you isn't really like that I don't really mm -hmm. notice that because if so I I would never ever say anything because I don't mm -hmm. like it when people do that so I don't yeah. I haven't noticed that with you but I have had friends that I've literally thought to myself well damn when is it my turn because every time <laughs> I try to say what I'm going through girl me too and da 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 and it's like Yay. when is it gonna be my turn Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, they were talking about this on Twitter, um, not too long ago, maybe within the last week or so. And the tweet that started all was really, to me, well formulated. And the young lady was just saying, she didn't use the term hold space, but that's what she was saying. And she was just saying, you know, listen, and mm -hmm. it's not always about, we understand that that's instinctual to say, oh, even if someone's coming and telling you about, like, their kid, and now you start talking about your kid. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, and then everybody just started talking about, oh, I believe that shared experiences and blah, 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 blah. And this is true, but you've got to figure out the place and the time because it's mm -hmm. not always the time. Yeah. You know, you... It's, it's instinctual when someone says something that you've been through or that you can identify with, which side note, just because you think you can identify doesn't always mean that you can, because a lot of times it's not even the same thing, but yeah. it's instinctual, but you got to learn to hold that back. And then you've got to know when it works to say, Hey, I get it. Blah, 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 blah. And it's a skill, but to me, it's not a complicated one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I do be... think sharing experiences are important. I don't want to diminish yeah. that because I de sometimes it helps just knowing you're not the only one. It really yeah. does. But sometimes you also just need someone to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, just be strategic and shutting the fuck up. To me. <laughs> That's all. Um, reassure them that you believe them. It can be so hard to be vulnerable with per someone, especially as a black woman. While holding space for someone, it can be helpful to explicitly express that you believe them and you believe in them. Remind them that you trust and believe their knowledge and intuition. Okay. And that gave me like the warm fuzzies. It did, it's like, didn't it? It's so <laughs> hard to find people who truly believe in you and are 
in your like support team mm-hmm. and so the little thing of just saying that hey i believe in you is so real yeah sometimes all i need is someone to say that makes complete sense <laughs> you know and they believe in me and they believe in what i'm saying because we live in a world full of gaslighters and so often like i think i don't know if it's intentional but just so often we're made to believe or to think that we are crazy for feeling the way we feel or we're wrong or whatever so sometimes it feels good to just hear one hear someone say you know what i believe you and i get it mm-hmm. and lastly be open to whatever emotions come up you never know what's going to come up when you give somebody the space to be vulnerable emotions are complicated and can be confusing or or even conflicting so instead of fighting the feelings that want to come up encourage and allow space for the other person to let it all out reassure you them that you're there for them no matter what comes up i am really bad at that (laughs) as much as i cry y'all know i cry all the time on the show i am really awkward when it comes to other people's tears and when (laughs) when people start talking to me and i could tell it's about to get like you know in that place I just get really like I start kind of like withdrawing because I don't know what to do and sometimes that person don't need you to do anything but just be there but it's awkward for me and so I have to get over that because it's not about me it's about my friend who I'm trying to be there for but yeah I'm I'm bad at that I'm gonna work on that (laughs) yeah and I think it's do I get handles tears really well she handles me really well because uh, I was once a teary person. Um, I will say, especially when dealing with men, sometimes anger is always the, their first emotion before mm-hmm. they figure out all the other shit. And being able to deal with that in the moment and then when they take a step back and feel the other emotions, being able to be, you know, accept that as well is, mm-hmm. um, it's a, a skill and a task. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so overall, holding space does seem simple, but actually it takes a lot of practice and involves self and aftercare for the person holding space. Um, mm-hmm. Keep these tips in mind to guide you as you hold space for others and for yourself. I am so excited. I'm so glad that um, Joyen picked this topic because I just think it's important that we learn how to be there for each other yeah and that we especially now Mm -hmm. and and that we learn how to get over our own uh weirdness or insecurities when it comes to certain topics and things and just learn how to be there for each other i'm i i really struggle sometimes with saying the right thing like Mm -hmm. i want to say the right thing and sometimes that doesn't even matter but Let me tell you what I do a lot. <laughs> I Google. <laughs> and I literally Googled, like, the other day I was talking to a friend who had lost her husband. And I literally mm-hmm. Googled what to say to a friend whose husband passed away. Yeah. And, it, and I'm laughing because that felt so basic of me. But listen, Google gives you really good suggestions. And I it gave me several phrases. And I kind of reworded them you know, to fit what I would say. Mm -hmm. And she later on came back and told me that, you know, it was what I said was like really poignant. Like 
she was like, you, I know, she said, I know you and I know you struggle with making sure you say the right things and you said the right thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. thanks. I, I wanted um, to say, girl, it was Google, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to losing somebody. I 100% hate the term. I'm sorry for your loss. I just, I hate it because it wasn't your fault. <laughs> and in a way, it feels like you're making it about you when it shouldn't be about you. It's just it's a longer story. And I think, you know, when you're going through grief yourself, you learn, like, there's so many phrases that people say because they just don't know what to say. And it's right. so not comforting at all. <laughs> so my current catchphrase is my comfort for your loss because I got it from Black Panther and it seems really fitting. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do try to, like, you know... And the thing about it is, like, when somebody first passes, everybody is in their pocket. But, like, a month or two later, nobody's checking on them. And that's, yeah. like, my key thing is, like, I'll, I'll check on you when it first happens. But then I'm also going to check in on you, like, two months later. Like, even say, how are you doing is such a catch-22 phrase. <laughs> it is. Because it's, like, I want to say good because I feel like you just want to hear that. I say I'm good, but, like, my whole world is melting down. It's a lot. So, sometimes I'll be like, how are you really feeling in this moment? Not every single moment, just in this moment, how are you feeling? And stuff like that. So um, It is. And I do want to say that we, you know, we understand that people don't mean any harm when they say these things, when they do these things. We understand mm -hmm. that they're coming from a good place because... I never started considering what it meant to say, I'm sorry for your loss until I heard Doyen say that. But before then, I always, that was a go-to for me, be, especially with someone that I love because I really am sorry that this happened to you. I really, I really am sorry that that happened to you that, you know, and it wasn't until I heard Doyen say that, that made me start considering how I phrase my sympathies for someone so we get mm. it that, like we're not I, I guess the point i'm trying to make is we're not shitting on you for the things that you say mm -hmm. but what we're trying to tell you is sometimes what you say means something else to that person and so i also believe that people know your sincerity and mm -hmm. so when you're coming from a sincere place, because I don't, I don't want people to be like me and be all wrapped up in making sure you say the right thing so much yeah. that it becomes an issue. But, you know, sometimes we really have to think about the things that we say to people. Because sometimes, sometimes the things that we say to people in their time of need is kind of cruel, actually, sometimes. Some of the things that we say. So just yeah. kind of think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the Buy You a Drink. <laughs> uh, you want to go? Or do you want me to go? Oh, Mine's it doesn't goofy. matter. Um, okay. Mine is not bad. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to buy you a drink for... Swiss Beats and Timberland for bringing us verses. <laughs> and more importantly, for bringing us Patty and Gladys, our dear, dear aunties, because I needed it. Um, you know, I feel like for the last few weeks, 
I have repeatedly said this week was rough. This week was rough. This week was rough. This weekend really was rough. I lost another friend this week who passed away. Um, she passed away Saturday and I was in a funk and I don't know. I felt just sitting there and listening to, um, Patty, our aunt Patty and our aunt Gladys talk. It just felt so comforting. It felt mm -hmm. like a warm hug. And so I really, I thoroughly enjoyed, I've enjoyed a lot of the verses. Like I really have. Um, I think it was hard for me to enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed Monica and Brandy, but it was hard for me to enjoy because I was trying to like pick up on every little thing. But mm -hmm. like this one was just comforting and it was just a good time. I sat on my mm -hmm. couch, you know, I ate my fish. I, I took in my wig cap because my wig was too big. Like I did all kinds <laughs> of things during that time and just had a good time. And I just felt so like the world needed it right then. So I am, I am buying a drink for Swiss Beats and Timberland because y'all are kind of amazing. <laughs> Similarly, I'm buying a drink for Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Come on, Kirk because Franklin! He just came out with a remix with the Wyclef John beat on it, and I was like, why am I trying to duddy wine to gospel music? Oh my god, he does <laughs> Kirk, that all the time! Why do you do this? But like, literally, he... He elevated, like, gospel music with my generation in such uh -huh. an amazing way. So, like, uh -huh. with Stomp, Do You Have a Revolution? Uh -huh. He, um, I didn't even know Lovely Day was a secular song until very recently because Lovely Day, I only knew the Kirk Franklin version. <laughs> I just, I didn't know the other one. And so, he... Like, he continues to slay all day. I wish for his verses it would have been him versus Marvin Sapp because I feel like that was more of an even him kill. Him versus who? Marvin Sapp. Okay. I yeah. thought that was more yeah. of an even kill. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think they picked Hammond just because they kind of came out around the same time. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, that would have been. Although, I must it's say now. Hits. We that would have been about... impossible to pick. Listen, you think about <laughs> Stomp and Revolution, but it's some good-ass traditional gospel songs on those mm. early Kirk Franklin albums, and I love them. I am a 90s gospel girl. Like, mm. it's not too many of the new stuff that I like. Um, Especially when they, uh, like, <laughs> their album cover <laughs> has photoshopped all the pores out of them. That's how you know it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, somebody said when they do the sweater hug. <laughs> The baggy suits. Ugh. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Those suits. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the nineties just put out good music all the way round. Okay. Yeah. All the way yeah. round. What that was a before time the internet alive. when we got distracted. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm so glad you rhymed, Kirk Frank. I love when um some I can't remember what happened. Like, did somebody threaten him or mm -hmm. something? But Kirk Franklin was like, "I'm gonna let that chopper see." I forgot what I forgot what it was that happened, but it was on the internet, and Kurt Franklin was like, "Yeah, you come in my house if you want to. I'm gonna pray for your soul, but in the meantime, I'm gonna let that chopper sing." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes, bullets for the Lord, yes." Yeah. I just, 
Kirk Franklin implies are like Boy Ivanka and Girl Ivanka on Lovecraft Country. <laughs> I'm not still 100% sure that they're not the same person, but okay. <laughs> after, listen, after Becca watches the episode, I'm going to share my theories about them. Because I, okay. I mean, anyway, anyway, we yeah. saw what we saw. She was staying way think... too close to Ruby. I was just like, <laughs> you know her. In the biblical sense, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw what we saw, but I still feel like he was a real person at some point. So I, I will talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. But yeah. I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to um, tell you how you can find us. So yes. we are on Instagram. as Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. We're also okay. Twitter. is PLD Pod. I've let you all know. This is our 100th episode, and we will be doing um, a giveaway. We're going to be giving away one of our main contained alcohol mugs, and y'all Come want on. to fucking get it. <laughs> okay, you so, sure do. Um, as soon as you listen to this, go to the page and check out our giveaway, which means I actually have to post it. But anyway, check out our giveaway, <laughs> and, you know, just do the things you need to do so you can win this mug. Um it's super cute, y'all. Our Etsy page, also where you can find the mug, is Poor Life Decision. One decision. All one word. You can grab your mug. You can grab your sticker. It is literally... I went to Starbucks today. The sticker is definitely cheaper than a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I just tell y'all. Um, so, um, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Do not send your damn pigeons, but we will accept owls. Well, we'll accept owls to drop shit off at the door because owls are kind of scary. We've seen them legs. We've seen the legs. (laughs) Also, I mean, I want an owl, but I just feel like if an owl leaves me something, I'm going to expect it to be a letter from Hogwarts. And when it's not, I'm going to be severely disappointed and it's going to cause me to spiral. So I don't know. Yeah, so don't give us owls. (laughs) Well, we'll. We no, will. not the owl. <laughs> I just think of that little kid. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? No, I don't want to be the owl. <laughs> oh, oh, children. I best. love our brains. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's... Everybody, just make sure you are. Listen, it's alcohol time over here a lot. Make sure you're drinking some water. Make sure you're getting plenty of water. And you know, eating as best you can. I will say that um, Patty, <laughs> that Patty said, "Listen, don't be focusing on losing weight during COVID. We're supposed to be happy, okay? Yeah. So I do want us to be healthy and to take care of ourselves as best we can. But also, don't stress out. Be happy. Um, do your skincare routine every single day. Yes, you need to wear sunscreen even if you're just in the house. And um, journal." journal it's it's mm-hmm. it helps like we really we really yeah we really do try to be better people like we really are trying to make better decisions we're not just saying it like for show reasons <laughs> we yeah. really do try so like i don't journal every night like i should but i have been doing a lot better this upcoming week my focus is going to be getting my my focus is going to be going a two full weeks of doing my morning routine consecutively because I do it for a couple of days and then I slide back. So yeah, we're trying to get better y'all. 
in the words of our Nigerians, mom and aunties, I cannot come and go and kill myself. So eat the cake sometimes. I'm just saying, <laughs> eat the cake. <laughs> that is about to say it again. Say it again. I cannot. I cannot come and go and kill myself. <laughs> I, listen, I'm gonna start telling that to people. People have been so demanding of my time lately at work. I'm gonna start telling them I cannot come and go and kill myself. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> I am very much um, entering into auntie phase in my life, and I'm just you know opening it up and I'm accepting it. Yes. yes <laughs> Holding Lord. my auntie space. Let me tell you, Auntie Patty and Auntie Gladys and Auntie mm. Dion looked good as hell. Like if mm. I, I had no idea that Dion Warwick was about to be eighty years old. She looks good. Mm. I want Gladys outfit, but probably I should get it more fitted. <laughs> At this rate, age. But uh yeah. Not Gladys. I'm sorry, Patty's outfit. No, Gladys outfit. The sequence. The sequence. Gladys. Yeah. Um, yes. But I we love y'all. Wigs looked good. Mm, right. Yeah. We love mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Watch your wig. Bye. <laughs> you wanna see me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't just spend me and my man's bam. Whole lot chops on your ass. Scram. We just putting dollars on your ass. This nasty nigga gave his mama to the feds. Little brother, big brother, solid got the dress. DZ, DT, solid keep the bands. Little bitch can't keep her pussy out my hands. Got a real.